Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Welcome, everyone, to the Highlanders podcast. And because I refuse to do the Roger Clemens edition, we're going to call this the Jimmy Key or the Louis Polonia edition of the Highlanders podcast. Episode number 22, for those of you keeping score at home. And uh, we're going to start this week with some breaking news. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the new news is the same as the old news for the last couple seasons for the Yankees, and that is injury, injury, injury. Um, we can put the injury count of severe or important players to three, as Aaron Judge, uh, we talked a little bit last week, Giancarlo Stanton, and now the one guy that you would say if you had to ask, who could you not afford to lose or who would you not want to lose, everyone's um, latest favorite Yankee, DJ LeMahieu, down for two to three weeks with a sprained um, finger. Uh, he's apparently had this injury back in Colorado, uh, same similar injury, and it was the same kind of timetable. They did an M- MRI on the actual injury, and it turns out that it's not as severe as that as it is. I, I don't know what that means. You know, every time I hear one of these reports from an MRI or something like that, they say, "Well, this is the good. This is the good kind of that injury." If good is meaning hey, the guy's going to miss three weeks of what's a four-week season that's left, I don't know how that's good. Uh, but apparently that's the good kind of injury that he'll be back for the playoffs. Hopefully, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a bone in your finger. Or, or a ligament in your finger uh, that you use to swing a baseball bat and throw a ball. So how easy that's going to be to fix, I have no clue, but apparently it's the good kind. I know I'm just tired of these injuries, and especially to key players. If you were to give me a, a top five list of players that I did not want to get injured this year, um, Stanton, Judge, and LeMahieu are three of those five, with Garrett Cole and maybe Sanchez being the other two, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, quite honestly, Chapman might have been on there also. So, uh, Good news, Chapman did come back uh, off the injury list last night. Um, I'm recording this on Tuesday. Um, we just finished a four-game sweep of the Boston Red Sox, which we'll talk a little bit more about in um, the weekly recap. And Normally, that would be 
Uh, it's still a good day. Normally it would be a fantastic day when we sweep the Red Sox, which is now 10 straight where we've beaten them. Uh, but this is not that Red Sox team. Um, and it's almost like, uh, you know, beating up on somebody who can't defend themselves. Uh, it kind of loses a little bit of the luster. But uh, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. I'll take the wins. Um, and, you know, beating Boston still is something kind of sweet. So, um as far as that, I mean, injuries are the big deal. I mean, and, and guys stepping up. And right now, uh, it's that whole next man up mentality. You know, I've been hearing it a lot for the last couple of years from the Yankees. They seem to find a way to do it. It seems to be a way where we find these diamonds in the rough, the Mike Fords, Gio Urshela's, uh, the Clint Flasers. These guys seem to step up in big spots um, and come through. That's great. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. I'm happy that we have depth to, depth to do it. Um, I just I just want my whole team. You know, I, it's been three years of this fantastic team on paper, and we haven't seen it. You know, for for more than you know a few weeks or a few months at a time. Um, and I'd, I'd really like to see this team stay stay healthy. Uh, Michael K has been repeating something which I think is a great line: "The greatest ability is availability." And if these guys are not available to play, I don't care how good they are. Um, and this is going to come into to play here with contracts. I mean. Uh, I think everyone, Yankee fan, can agree right now, re-sign DJ, Lema, DJ LeMahieu as soon as possible. Um, you want to get him on board for long term. He, the guy's a, he's a fantastic player. He's the quintessential old school baseball player. The guy just see the guy's hitting 400. He's just he's literally the machine. That's the perfect nickname for him. The guy just hits the ball. He plays all over the field. Uh, he's fantastic. I agree. I want to lock him up now. That being said, Aaron Judge is another story. Um, Aaron Judge's contract, you're going to have to pay this guy eventually, and you're going to have to make a decision on him. Um, the guy has a hard time staying healthy. Not that he doesn't want to do it. And Listen, everything that we're hearing coming out of Yankee land this week was he fought like hell to not go on the I.L. He did not want to go. Uh, he went kicking and screaming. He apparently feels fantastic right now. He took batting practice yesterday, and all signs point to him being off the I.L. as soon as he can, which is Saturday, and back, in, back going in action again. But again... Uh, I mean, equate this to a long season. Had this been a longer season, you know, he would have been out for a significant amount of time again. And it's been every season where he's missed a significant amount of time. So I don't know if it's his body type I keep hearing. You know, he's going playing all out. He needs to scale it back. I don't know how you do that. Listen, I love Judge. I really do. I think he's a monster. I think he's potentially probably the next Yankee captain. But if he can't stay healthy, I don't see how you can give him Mike Trout money. And that's what he's going to kind of demand, I would think, even at the older age. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, it is what it is. Um, another great week as far as results on the field. We really bounced back from a rough week back in Tampa. Uh, Tampa comes back uh, to the stadium tonight in a big three-game set. Only five games left against Tampa, all in the Bronx, which should help us out. We get that uh, get out of that godforsaken Tropicana field. Um, so as far as uh, the, the breaking news or the, or the big story, it's injury, injury, injuries. And uh, can the Yanks survive this year? Look, they're going to make the playoffs. That's not a question. And uh, besides having all three of your first of the, the first playoff series games at home, it's kind of the only advantage that you have um, to winning that first seed. Now, look, the Yankees have played fantastic in the Bronx this year, even without the crowds. So I'd much prefer the games be there. God forbid we have to go to Tampa or something like that and play three games in Tropicana Field. I think that would be awful. So there is some incentive for the Yankees to continue to win. That being said, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, almost everybody is. Um, so my main concern is getting these guys healthy for the playoffs, which, I mean, look, guys, it's, it's trade deadlines, uh, 
two weeks away, a little less than two weeks away, and the season's over in about five weeks. So hopefully this is it. Hopefully this is the injury bug and it's over. Hopefully we're past it and we've got it behind us and we can get these guys back. I'm not counting on Stanton coming back at all. I know they say he can be ready for the playoffs. I don't care. I don't want to wedge him in there. We have more than enough offense to survive. I want Judge back, obviously, and we definitely need DJ back. But if we can get DJ and Judge back in time for the playoffs and in the groove, um, I'll feel pretty good about our chances, and uh, we can have somebody else DH. So that's it. Let's get to weekly notes and uh, weekly results, I should say. Alright gang, let's talk about the uh, week that was in Yankee land and we'll go over some of the games and some of the series that we had here. All good news um, after a rough week um, in Tampa, dropping three out of four to the Tampa Rays down in that uh, godforsaken Tropicana field. We started out with a two-game set against the Braves and uh, Luke Voigt, who is going to be a common theme here against the Braves and... The Red Sox was tremendous. He started off the game with a three-run home run into the bleachers. I mean, a monster shot. Uh, Montgomery was pitching himself in and out of trouble early in game one. Um, the first three innings, uh, he was walking some guys. He was letting some guys get on base, but it managed to work out. I'm very impressed with Montgomery. He's been very solid. Um, he kind of anchors the week that was with the Braves and the Red Sox starting and finishing those two series. And uh, he's solid. He looks like he's completely bounced back and healthy. Um, he's throwing all of his pitches for strikes, and he looks real confident out there. Um, just getting some innings under his belt, I think Montgomery is going to be a real bright spot, bright spot for us for years to come in that rotation. And with uh, Paxton and Tanaka, both free agents, not saying that it's not possible that one or both of them will be back. I think more than likely Tanaka comes back and Paxton doesn't. That's just an early guess on my part, and I'm assuming Tanaka comes back on a short one, maybe two-year deal, maybe one with a, with a second-year option. I don't think he wants to go anywhere but the Yankees, but uh, we'll see. Uh, point being that Montgomery is really starting to prove himself. Um, DJ LeMayhew just continued to spray the ball all over the in, all over the outfield. I, I, they, they put up a spray chart of his career with the Yankees, and it looks like fireworks all over the field. The guy hits the ball everywhere. The guy's an absolute beast. He's a machine, um, and he continued to do that in game one. Uh, Mike Ford. Uh, I got to talk a little bit about pudgy Mike Ford. Uh, this guy, uh, again, credit be credit to Brian Cashman and the Yankee scouting system to actually find these guys that you've never heard of, uh, the Luke Voigt's or the Mike Ford's guys that weren't getting a shot on other teams or in AAA somewhere, and the Yankees bring them in, and all of a sudden they step onto the field, and they're magic. And that seems to be the case with Mike Ford. This guy does not look like a, a typical uh, 2020 athlete. He's not Stanton. He's not Judge. He, he looks more like a softball player in a beer league, um, but the guy continues to rake, and he gets it done. Um, three RBIs. Um, he's stepping in the DH role, um, getting some at-bats that he wouldn't normally get. Um, I mean, the Yankees in this game, game one, they had an 8-0 lead. The Braves really fought back. They've got a good young team. Um uh, a sparky young team. They remind me a lot of the Blue Jays. I think they're a little bit ahead of the Blue Jays as far as their maturity and where they are in development. But they're a good young team. Yanks hold on to win game one. Game two, you get Tanaka, who gives up an early two-run home run. And then Sanchez hits a massive solo home run. 
Uh, ironically, right at the moment, Paul O'Neill was kind of giving him some shit for how for how poor he was playing and how bad he was. He hits a massive shot, and I mean a massive shot effortlessly. Look, if this guy gets it together, he can carry a team. And I know he struggled a lot early on. Um, Torres struggled a lot early on. These guys are going to hit. They've always hit. They just do. Um, they're too good of player. They, they have too good a swing to not be successful. They're going to do it. It's just a matter of making it happen. With Sanchez, I worry more about the defense than I do his offense because his offense is going to be there. Um, I agree with A-Rod as much as it pains me to say. Um, this whole new stance that he has, kneeling down, is hurting his defense even more. I think it's given him too much to think about. Let the guy catch the way he's always caught. Um, if it costs you some strikes, that's fine. But wild pitches rolling to the backstop because of his positioning are going to end up costing, costing us a game eventually. And hopefully it's not a playoff game. So um, uh, the good news, Clint Frazier gets up, uh, comes back up. And we're going to, you know, last week we left off saying we'll see what he can do as far as his opportunity is concerned. Uh, well, so far so good as he has absolutely been a beast. Um, hitting the ball fantastic. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a really chance to play a lot of defense. He's DHing, stuff like that. But, um, you know, that was always his thing. But could he play defense? We know he can hit. Um, you know, that's not the case. Uh, in this game, in the second game here, Hicks made a fantastic catch in center field to maybe rob a home run, maybe not, at least rob away an extra base hit. Um, Torres got off the bump tonight. Glaber, uh, you know, Sanchez and Glaber this last week have really started to come um, to catch fire, and it's good to see because you knew they were going to hit. So, well, anyway, it's a two-game series against the Braves. The Yanks take both of them. They sweep the two-game set. Uh, the Braves are a great team. They're going to be a really good, fun team to watch in years to come, and they're going to be good for a really long time. Uh, they scare me. Thank goodness they're in the National League. They scare me like the Blue Jays scare me a year from now because I think the Blue Jays are about a year away from being really good. So, Anyway, second series of the week is a four-game wraparound series. And when I say wraparound, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, nope, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, excuse me. Um, they were off Thursday. So uh, weekend series into a Monday game, four games against the Red Sox and the Bronx. Uh, you're going to hear this common theme throughout these four games, but the Red Sox are awful. Let me just preference that by saying the Red Sox are absolutely god-awful. They're terrible. They can't pitch a lick. They're throwing guys out there that I'd never heard of. Um, you know, I get impressed by thinking, you know, well, the Red Sox, they must know. They must have these guys, you know, scouted. They must be, you know, something, something to these guys. Yeah, there's not, apparently. These guys are just awful. They know they're awful. The GM knows they're awful, and it is what it is. But game one, Torres uh, really exploded tonight. Four hit night, two RBIs. Sanchez with an absolute bomb again. Tockman with three hits, uh, four RBIs. Look, these guys, when Cole pitches, oh, I forgot to mention Cole was on the mound. He doesn't lose. Um, another win for Cole. I mean, look, look, his fourth win in five games. He really should have had five wins. He was, what, an out away from winning his fifth game or winning the last game when, you know, when he got taken out for pitch counts. But, um, uh, Cole's been a monster. You know, you look in the lineup and you see he's starting. It's almost like you guarantee the win. And if the Yanks are going to put up offense like they put up for most of the other starters, this guy's going to have a chance to win 11, 12 games in this shortened season um, because he does not look like he's going to lose. I mean, he gives up. Usually he gives up a run or two and sometimes it's a bomb and he seems to bounce right back. He's really composed. 
um, out there on the mound. I'm super impressed with the way he's handling his professionalism. Uh, you know, he's, he's tough on himself. You see him in between innings. You catch him on camera going over, shaking his head, you know, getting loud in the dugout, you know, going over stuff with Sanchez, good or bad. I mean, the guy's into every single pitch. He is a professional pitcher. I mean, we got ourselves a bona fide ace, you know, and we got him for the next nine years. Now, will he be that for the next nine years? Probably not. Um, I'll take five, you know, preferably, maybe four. But if this guy can get us a championship or two, it's well worth it. Um, it was worth it with CC. You know, it's worth it with Jeter. You, you, you take these guys and you might have to eat some time at the end of their deal. It's well worth it is what it is. It's just money, you know. And God, if the guy's not even pitching great his last couple years in the league and the guy can be a leader and a teacher and he can let some of that rub off on the rest of the staff, then it's well worth it. So I definitely see him being a, an Andy Pettit type and being influential on uh, younger pitchers. So um, that's game one. Uh, Gio Urshela was batting cleanup, which I think was interesting in this game. Um, obviously, with Stanton Judge and now LeMahieu out, there's going to be some uh, things that are weird in the lineup. Um, I got to be honest with you. When I looked at it, I wrote it down on my scorecard. I thought it was a mistake. Um, the the guy uh, the guys lived up to to the to the everything that you offensively that you could want. And again, I have to eat crow earlier in the archives. I said I really thought that he would lose his uh, everyday job, not be off the team, but lose his everyday job to Andujar because I think Andujar is a tremendous talent who's going to hit. Um, at this point, I don't know what they're going to do with Miguel Andujar. Maybe he, he's now here until Judge gets back. But I wouldn't be surprised if, and I hate to say this, they, they look to move him um, before the trade deadline because there's nowhere for this guy to play. You know, he's a DH right now. He's a, he's a, he's a hitter like Frazier, really without a position. Um, and he's probably a bigger liability defensively than Frazier is. So, uh, Game two, um, again, Gio was living up to a spot in the order with a two-run home run. Um Sanchez starting to heat up with another home run in this game. Um, Paxton looked average at best, I have to say. And I mean, look, guys, I'm not going to go over all the offensive numbers here because it's against Boston pitching and it's so god awful that it's hard to really read too much into it. Like, I'm happy. I'll, I'll hit some of the highlights. Um, Frazier hit a three run home run in this one um, to the short porch. Wouldn't have been a home run anywhere else, but it went, you know, in Yankee Stadium, obviously. So he's continuing to be hot. But again, let's take this for what it is. It's the Boston Red Sox. Let's see how this plays out for the next three nights against Tampa against some decent pitching but uh let's look at the actual starting there um the Yankees starters besides Cole have been very mediocre at best starting to maybe level off maybe starting to catch up to the hitters a little bit Paxton looked eh, okay in his last couple starts um no one starter has been if I had to pick a dominant starter outside of Cole I would have to say honestly Montgomery has been the second most, you know, and then maybe Tanaka and then Paxton and then whoever. But, you know, thank God for the Yankee bullpen because, um, you know, right now we need it. And our, our, our starting pitchings looked has, has looked average at best. So uh, game three highlights. Um, J-Hap looked better this game. Again, it's against Boston, so take it for what it's worth. Um, Mike Ford, another home run. The, they, the Yanks continue to live off the home run ball. Um, as much as I love to see old school baseball and DJ LeMahieu slapping hits left to right. It's almost becoming to the point where I expect home runs. I mean, these guys are coming up and every single guy in that lineup can go yard. You know, maybe with the exception of Gardner, who had, you know, his best home run year ever last year, 
Um, I, I, including, including Gio Urshela now. Anybody who comes up to that plate, I expect, and not expect, but I'm not surprised if they hit one deep. They're just, it's that kind of lineup. It's just really awesome. So um, the question is, can it survive in the playoffs? Can you live like that? Can you live home run strikeouts in the playoffs? Um, or do you need those base hits? But we'll see. And hopefully DJ comes back to get us those because he seems to be the only guy to do that. Um, again, uh, game four. Um, Aaron Hicks, an interesting note in his game, has a, you know, we haven't talked a lot about him because he hasn't been spectacular besides a couple of home runs, but he's been really solid and consistent. So 17 straight games that he's reached base safely, either via the walk or a hit. Um, and that's really impressive. So he, um, he's been solid. He's played great defense. He's made a couple great catches in the outfield and he's healthy, which is another thing that you worry about. So, um, him coming back, um, contributing obviously would not have been contributing if it wasn't for the the date change of the season but happy to see him contributing in a positive way defensively and offensively and hey listen we've got enough boppers so i don't need him to hit home runs constantly if he can get me some nice solid singles and doubles be a threat on the base pads and play solid defense in center field i will take that all day from aaron hicks i think anybody would so um avoid goes deep in last night's game twice and again I, I can continue to go over how awful um the boston starting pitching is and their bullpen pitching is i mean they got guys in there that, that come in the game that again i know this is a stereotype but they just don't look like they're major leaguers just staring at them but long story short um great week of games look you got to play who's in front of you and the red sox were was on the schedule and we swept the red sox it's 10 straight against the uh, red sox i'll take that any day of the week i'm happy to have the wins for sure but uh, let's just say we'll be tested for sure this week uh, with Tampa, uh, three games. So if we can take two out of three, which is what I'd like to do against Tampa, um, hey, if you can sweep them, you've only got two more games after that against Tampa, you can really kind of put that division away. If you can get five-game lead with a month to go in the season, you got to think that your odds are pretty good of getting that division. So the other big news from last night's game, uh, Orlando's Chapman comes back for his first appearance off the COVID list of the season um, to come in and get the uh, the uh, last three outs. He looked solid, um, threw one pitch at 101, didn't hit the 102, 103 that we're used to, but again, it's his great start. There was some controversy on whether he would come right back in and start or would they put Britain in that role, maybe try to find Chapman an inning here and inning there to work. Boone uh, squashed all that, said, nope, he's back. He's our closer. It is what it is. And if you didn't hear the comments from Britain, um, exactly what you'd want to hear. Now, Britton uh, is a notorious great great teammate and seems to be a real great guy from everything that I'm hearing. He's the player rep, um, says the right things all the time, literally says, hey, look, I signed here knowing that I could go sign somewhere else as a closer. I signed here because I want to win. And I believe his quote was something like, uh, I like closing, I like winning better. The guy wants a championship, and that's what he's here for. He's all in for a championship. Um... And that's what you want to hear. You want to hear those kind of things from a player who's who's selfless. Like, look, he and he literally said, "Hey, Chapman makes us better. He makes the offense better. I mean, the bullpen better. He makes the team better, and that's what we're here to do." So, I mean, I'm impressed. I, I I'm super impressed with uh with Britain, and I'm super impressed with this team. They really seem to be um, all in for this championship. They all seem to be focused on the same thing. Um, they seem to be doing the right thing, staying out of trouble, staying away to keep away from the COVID situation. You haven't heard anything besides the initial three tests. Um, and the Yanks, I mean, they're poised to, to really do something big here. Now, 
We can get into the legitimacy of the championship if they are to win one this year. Is it a, a valid championship? Uh, look, we're all playing under the same rules here. Um, I know if the you know the Tampa Rays win the World Series this year, they're going to hang a banner. You know, it's a World Series for them. People are going to say, oh well, you know, if the Dodgers win, if the Yankees win, you know, it's maybe it's not legitimate as some of the other championships in the past. It is what it is, guys. This is what we have. This is the 2020 season. Whoever wins this this year will be the world champions, and it is what it is. So, um, overall, great week um, of wins for the Yankees. We did not lose this week at all since last week's episode. I will take that for the rest of the year, preferably, if we can go uh, every week without getting any losses. Not very realistic, but I'll take it. So, great week of wins. Um, tough week ahead. We're definitely going to be a little more challenged with... Um, with Rays and then some games against the Mets. And uh, as a joke as I like to think the Mets are and as snake-bitten as they are, they do have some great starting pitching. Um, and they're, they're a sparky young team too. And when the Yankees and the Mets get together, you know it's always something. There's always played with a little bit more passion. But uh, the Yanks in the midst of their longest homestand of the season, sleeping in their own beds for a long time, the home cooking seems to be doing them well. So we'll see if we can continue it this week. Mailbag time, folks. Um, first of all, let me thank uh, Tony Johnson. Tony Johnson sent me some great uh, vintage video clips uh, from the 50 and 60 Yankees. Um, some really cool uh, clips that I'd never seen before of uh, Yogi and Mickey um, just kind of uh, giving some interviews and some kind of just goofing around. Kind of, uh, I don't know where it came from or where he got it. Some uncut scenes or, or you know, behind the scenes stuff during it looked like what we're like interviews or scheduled interviews and you know the camera kept rolling in between or after takes and uh you know yogi seemed to be everything that you think he's going to be a funny just jokester kind of guy and it was just cool to see those guys with roger maris mickey mantle um and yogi bear just kind of uh you know doing some promotional stuff it looked like and in between the the interactions was pretty cool and uh you saw how uh, well that you know maris and mantle were getting along you know you hear about the 61 season and you know the bickering back and forth but um Anyway, I digress before I get on a rant. I just want to thank uh, him for sending that clip and uh, let everybody know if you had anything that you needed or you wanted the show to see or you wanted to communicate via email, it's highlanderspodcast at gmail.com. It's where you can send us any information that you want to get to us or ask any questions that you have. Um, on Twitter, it's highlanderspod, at highlanderspod on Twitter. And, uh, of course, there's Facebook and Instagram, Highlanders Podcast. So feel free to communicate. Uh, send your questions. And every week we try to answer at least one question um, kind of pertaining to the topic that we have. And uh, with the trade deadline coming, we got a question here from Brian X. I'm not even going to pronounce the last name right, so let's just skip it. Brian asks, um, with the trade deadline looming, is there any players that you'd be willing to give up in exchange for some pitching, or are there any tools that you feel the Yankees could benefit from by getting away one of their extra bats? Um, so thank you for the question, Brian. I appreciate it. Um, I t- commented a little bit on this in the um, weekly recap portion of the show, and um, you know this would not have been the situation earlier in the year, but I'm starting to think that Miguel Andujar needs to play on another baseball team. Um, and I know the Yankees were resistant, in trade talks in previous years last year giving him up 
and the year before that, before he got hurt last year, obviously. Um, I'm not saying the guy's not going to be a stud. I'm not saying the guy can't hit lights out. The guy's going to hit like crazy. Um, and the guy seems to be an average at best fielder. Um, I just don't see a position for him with Geo raking. And again, guys, full disclosure, this is the guy who told you that he'd end up taking the third base job over from Gio Urshela. Um, I was completely wrong about that. Urshela seems to be the real deal. Um, and even if he hits half of what he's hitting right now, his defense is so incredible that there's no reason you can't sign Gio to a long-term deal and make him your third baseman for the next five years, minimal. Um, that being said, there's nowhere for Andujar to play. Um, with Judge on this team, with Stanton on this team, with Sanchez on this team, you've got a lot of guys who need spot who need at bats at the DH spot. Um, and there's no sense in having Andujar just sit the bench and not get playing time and not get at-bats. I'm sure it's not what he wants, and, and it's not really benefiting the Yankees right now. And I think that's starting to show in the, you know, their thoughts of him, you know, leaving him off the roster. I mean, he's just recently been called back up again because of the LeMahieu injury. But, um, you know, he needs at-bats to be successful, and there's no minor leagues for him to get at-bats at. You know, I know they're playing inter-squad games down there at the alternate site in uh, Pennsylvania, but... It's not like game action. And, I mean, there's really nowhere, obviously, this year for him to get game action unless he used to get traded and he gets traded and put on a major league team. So um, I think that's the only chip that we have now. That being said, there's nothing that we're really in dire need for, if you ask me. We've got enough starting pitching. We've definitely got enough offense. We've got a great bullpen. Um, do you let Mickey go for some some kids? You know, replenish the farm system. Looking into most recent rankings, the Yankees, I think, are ranked 20th. You know, um, so they're closer to the bottom half, the top half of the farm system, you know, is concerned. So maybe if you can get, you know, a couple of young good players to help supplement that farm system, uh, maybe that's worth it to do it at this point. Um, I, I don't, again, I don't think that he's not going to be a great player. I think he's going to be a great offensive player, and he seems like a great kid. He's willing to work, play anywhere he has to. But guys, there's just nowhere for on the, there's nowhere on this team for him to play. And I don't see the situation changing anytime soon. Um, you know, he, the Yankees don't see him as an everyday third baseman right now. And that's a problem. And the problem is, is we have an everyday third baseman. So even if he was to go down, I don't necessarily think the Yankees think he's the option defensively at third base anyway. So you got Clint Frazier kind of in that same boat. Great offensive player. Um, suspect defensively. You got Miggy in that same boat. Both of those guys could be potential trade chips. Um, if I have to choose between the two, I'm keeping Frazier. I think there's upside to him. I think he can better get better defensively. Um, so as much as it pains me to say it, uh, if you had to ask me right now, and that was the question, I would say give up Andujar, and I would say uh, don't give him up for anything that you need this season. I'd say give him up for picks. Give him up for some kids. Um, give them up for some youth, um, throw some more, some, some baby fish in the ponds and see if they can't develop into something else. I know we've got a couple guys close um, down there, but that even more reason that we need to replenish that system. So thanks again, Brian, for the question. I appreciate it. Uh, once again, HeinlandersPodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or if you need to send us anything, um, that's the best way to do it via email. Um, at HeinlandersPod on Twitter. And Highlanders Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for your question, guys.
All right, gang, that's going to wrap up another edition of the Highlanders podcast this week. Um, Starting to get in the flow of some game action, which is good to be able to talk about every week. One thing I did want to mention is um, feel free to check out the Highlanders podcast YouTube page. Now, I have not added anything to it. The original purpose of that page was going to be uh, videos and clips from actual uh, trips that I made to actual games. Obviously, that's not happening this year, um, but you can check out some of the video clips that I took from the practices that I was able to attend this year before everything got shut down um, at Yankee Camp. So um, some some cool small clips of, um, you know, basically the guys working out. Garrett Cole's first workout as a Yankee is on there. Um, lots of views on that. Uh, so interesting stuff there. Again, um, I, try and put, I, I put some of the episodes of the podcast on there. Um, not sure if people wanted to consume the show that way. It doesn't seem to be that popular, so I kind of stopped doing it. Um, but if you wanted to look at a few clips from uh, this year's Yankees early practices that I have on there that I made and, uh, you know, God willing, next season uh, that there are games, there'll be some some more video stuff up there. And that will primarily be the purpose of the Highlanders podcast YouTube page. So thanks again, guys, for listening to the show this week. Please feel free to spread the word. Um, I appreciate the continued support. Um, more and more subscribers every week. And I appreciate the actual uh, listens. Um, please tell your friends. If you enjoy the show, feel free to reach out with comments. And we'll see you next week. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking ball. Gotta get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in there like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. How? Huh. I told him. <laughs>